Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello everyone, thank you for joining me around the fireside tonight. My name is Joe, and I'm here to tell you a story. Well, two stories tonight. The first is a story of a fat little kitten and his sisters, of puddle ducks and clothing, of getting dirty and not being fit to be seen. Our second story is of a darling old washerwoman, of a mysterious door in the side of a hill, and a very prickly encounter. Proudly presenting the tales of Tom Kitten and Mrs Tiggywinkle, both by Beatrix Potter, in their original forms of 1907 and 1905 respectively. I grew up being told the tales of Peter Rabbit and his friends by both my mum and my nan when I was little. I have very fond memories of the pictures of all the animals and the adventures in the books, many of which I still have. I'm really pleased that I can, in some way, continue this little family tradition of telling these marvellous stories to you. I really do hope you enjoy listening. If you do, please let me know by leaving a rating or a comment and subscribing to whatever platform you're listening on. You can also head over to our website, talesbythefireside.com, to see ways you can support the show, listen to every other episode, and join our mailing list. Now please, get comfortable, let go of the daylight, and join me for our stories. The Tale of Tom Kitten by Beatrix Potter Once upon a time there were three little kittens and their names were Mittens, Tom Kitten and Moppet. They had dear little fur coats of their own 
and they tumbled about the doorstep and played in the dust. But one day, their mother, Mrs Tabitha Twitchit, expected friends to tea. So she fetched the kittens indoors to wash and dress them before the fine company arrived. First, she scrubbed their faces. Then, she brushed their fur. Then, she combed their tails and whiskers. Tom was very naughty and he scratched. Mrs Tabitha dressed Moppet and Mittens in clean pinafores and tuckers and then she took all sorts of elegant, uncomfortable clothes out of a chest of drawers in order to dress up her son, Thomas. Tom Kitten was very fat and he had grown. Several buttons burst off. His mother sewed them on again. When the three kittens were ready, Mrs Tabitha unwisely turned them out into the garden to be out of the way while she made hot buttered toast. Now keep your frocks clean, children. You must walk on your hind legs. Keep away from the dirty ash pit and from Sally Henny Penny and from the pigsty and the puddle ducks. Moppet and Mittens walked down the garden path unsteadily. Presently, they trod on their pinafores and fell on their noses. When they stood up, there were several green smears. Let us climb up the rockery and sit on the garden wall, said Moppet. They turned their pinafores back to front and went up with a skip and a jump. Moppet's white tucker fell down into the road. Tom Kitten was quite unable to jump when walking upon his hind legs in trousers. He came up the rockery by degrees, breaking the ferns and shedding buttons right and left. He was all in pieces when he reached the top of the wall. Moppet and Mittens tried to pull him together. His hat fell off and the rest of his buttons burst. While they were in difficulties... There was a pit-pat-paddle-pat, and the three puddle ducks came along the hard high road, marching one behind the other and doing the goose step. Pit-pat-paddle-pat, pit-pat-waddle-pat. They stopped and stood in a row and stared up at the kittens. They had very small eyes and looked surprised. Then the two duck birds, Rebecca and Jemima Puddle Duck, picked up the hat and tucker and put them on. Mittens laughed so that she fell off the wall. Moppet and Tom descended after her. The pinafores and all the rest of Tom's clothes came off on the way down. Come, Mr Drake Puddle Duck, said Moppet. Come and help us to dress him. Come and button up Tom. Mr Drake Puddle Duck advanced in a slow, sideways manner and picked up the various articles. But he put them on himself. They fitted him even worse than Tom Kitten. It is a very fine morning, said Mr Drake Puddle Duck. And he and Jemima and Rebecca Puddle Duck set off up the road 
keeping step. Pit, pat, paddle, pat. Pit, pat, waddle, pat. Then Tabitha Twitchit came down the garden and found her kittens on the wall with no clothes on. She pulled them off the wall, smacked them and took them back to the house. My friends will arrive in a minute and you are not fit to be seen. I am affronted, said Mrs Tabitha Twitchit. She sent them upstairs and I am sorry to say she told her friends that they were in bed with the measles, which was not true. Quite the contrary, they were not in bed, not in the least. Somehow, there were very extraordinary noises overhead, which disturbed the dignity and repose of the tea party. And I think that some day I shall have to make another larger book to tell you more about Tom Kitten. As for the puddle ducks, they went into a pond. The clothes all came off directly because there were no buttons. And Mr. Drake Puddle Duck and Jemima and Rebecca have been looking for them ever since. The Tale of Mrs. Tiggywinkle Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Lucy who lived at a farm called Little Town. She was a good little girl, only she was always losing her pocket handkerchiefs. One day, little Lucy came into the farmyard crying. Oh, she did cry so. I've lost my pocket handkin. Three handkins and a penny. Have you seen them, Tabby Kitten? The kitten went on washing her white paws, so Lucy asked a speckled hen. Sally Henny Penny, have you found three pocket handkins? But the speckled hen ran into a barn, clucking. I go barefoot, barefoot, barefoot. And then Lucy asked Cock Robin, sitting on a twig. Cock Robin looked sideways at Lucy with his bright black eye, and he flew over a stile and away. Lucy climbed upon the stile and looked up at the hill behind Little Town, a hill that goes up, up into the clouds as though it had no top. And a great way up the hillside, she thought she saw some white things spread upon the grass. Lucy scrambled up the hill as fast as her stout legs would carry her. She ran along a steep pathway, up and up, until Little Town was right away down below. She could have dropped a pebble down the chimney. Presently, she came to a spring, bubbling out from the hillside. Someone had stood a tin can upon a stone to catch the water, but the water was already running over, for the can was no bigger than an egg cup. And where the sand upon the path was wet, there were footmarks of a very small person. Lucy ran on and on. The path ended under a big rock. The grass was short and green, and there were clothes, 
props cut out from bracken stems with lines of plaited rushes and a heap of tiny clothespins, but no pocket handkerchiefs. But there was something else. A door straight into the hill and inside it someone was singing. Lily white and clean, oh, with little frills between, oh, smooth and hot, red rusty spot, never here be seen, oh. Lucy knocked, once, twice, and interrupted the song. A little frightened voice called out, Who's that? Lucy opened the door, and what do you think was there inside the hill? A nice, clean kitchen with a flagged floor and wooden beams, just like any other farm kitchen. Only the ceiling was so low that Lucy's head nearly touched it, and the pots and pans were small, and so was everything there. There was a nice, hot, singy smell, and at the table, with an iron in her hand, stood a very stout, short person staring anxiously at Lucy. Her print gown was tucked up, and she was wearing a large apron over her striped petticoat. Her little black nose went sniffle, sniffle, snuffle, and her eyes went twinkle, twinkle, and underneath her cap, where Lucy had yellow curls, that little person had prickles. Who are you? said Lucy. Have you seen my pocket handkins? The little person made a bob curtsy. Oh yes, if you please em. My name is Mrs Tiggywinkle. Oh yes, if you please em. I'm an excellent clear starcher. And she took something out of a clothes basket and spread it on the ironing blanket. What's that thing? said Lucy. That's not my pocket handkin. Oh no, if you please em. That's a little scarlet waistcoat belonging to Cock Robin. And she ironed it, and folded it, and put it on one side. And then she took something else off a clothes horse. That isn't my pinny, said Lucy. Oh no, if you please em, that's a damask tablecloth belonging to Jenny Wren. Look how it's stained with currant wine. It's very bad to wash, said Mrs Tiggywinkle. Mrs Tiggywinkle's nose went sniffle, sniffle, snuffle and her eyes went twinkle, twinkle, and she fetched another hot iron from the fire. There's one of my pocket handkins, cried Lucy, and there's my pinny. Mrs Tiggywinkle ironed it, and goffered it, and shook out the frills. Oh, that is lovely, said Lucy. And what are those long yellow things with fingers like gloves? Oh, that's a pair of stockings belonging to Sally Hennypenny. Look how she's worn the heels out with scratching in the yard. She'll very soon go barefoot, said Mrs Tiggywinkle. Why, there's another hanker sniff, but isn't mine... it's red? Oh, no, if you please em, that one belongs to old Mrs Rabbit, and it did smell of onions. I've had to wash it separately. I can't get out the smell. 
There's another one of mine, said Lucy. What are those funny little white things? That's a pair of mittens belonging to Tabby Kitten. I only have to iron them. She washes them herself. There's my last pocket hankin, said Lucy. And what are you dripping into the basin of starch? They're little dicky shirt fronts belonging to Tom Titmouse. Most terrible particular, said Mrs. Tiggy Winkle. Now I've finished my ironing, I'm going to air some clothes. What are these dear, soft, fluffy things? said Lucy. Oh, those are woolly coats belonging to the little lambs at Scalegill. Will their jackets take off? asked Lucy. Oh, yes, if you please them. Look at the sheep mark on the shoulder. And here's one marked for Gatesgarth, and three that come from Littletown. They're always marked at washing, said Mrs. Tiggy Winkle. And she hung up all sorts and sizes of clothes small brown coats of mice, and one velvety black moleskin waistcoat, and a red tail coat with no tail belonging to Squirrel Nutkin, and a very much shrunk blue jacket belonging to Peter Rabbit, and a petticoat, not marked, that had gone lost in the washing. And at last, the basket was empty. Then Mrs. Tiggy Winkle made tea, a cup for herself and a cup for Lucy. They sat down before the fire on a bench and looked sideways at one another. Mrs. Tiggy Winkle's hand holding the teacup was very, very brown and very, very wrinkly with the soap suds. And all through her gown and her cap there were hairpins sticking wrong end out so that Lucy didn't like to sit too near her. When they had finished tea, they tied up the clothes in bundles, and Lucy's pocket handkerchiefs were folded up inside her clean pinny and fastened with a silver safety pin. And then they made up the fire with turf and came out and locked the door and hid the key under the door sill. Then away down the hill trotted Lucy and Mrs. Tiggy Winkle with the bundles of clothes. All the way down the path, the little animals came out of the fern to meet them. The very first they met were Peter Rabbit and Benjamin Bunny. And she gave them their nice clean clothes, and all the little animals and birds were so very much obliged to dear Mrs. Tiggy Winkle. So that at the bottom of the hill, when they came to the stile, there was nothing left to carry except Lucy's one little bundle. Lucy scrambled up the stile with the bundle in her hand, and then she turned to say good night and to thank the washerwoman. But what a very odd thing! Mrs. Tiggywinkle had not waited either for thanks or for the washing bill. She was running, running, running up the hill, and where was her white frilled cap? And her shawl, and her gown, and her petticoat. And how small she had grown, and how brown, and covered with prickles. Why, Mrs. Tiggywinkle was nothing but a hedgehog. Now, 
Some people say that little Lucy had been asleep on the stile. But then, how could she have found three clean pocket handkins and a penny pinned with a silver safety pin? And besides, I have seen that door into the back of the hill called Catbells. And besides, I am very well acquainted with dear Mrs. Diggywinkle. Good night. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.